Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. My name is Dusty, the host of the show. This is episode or session, whatever you want to call it, number 40. 10 away from the big milestone of 50 episodes. So excited. I'm really happy with the consistency of this show. I've been very blessed to be able to find great creators to talk with every week. Uh, and I really haven't had um, a situation where I've had to fill any weeks with just dead air. Uh, it's all been extremely valuable with great conversations with great YouTube creators. And this week is no different with Michael Moore joining me. We're going to jump into that conversation here in a couple of minutes. But before we do, if you don't know what the show is about, it's obviously called YouTube. YouTube Creators Hub. Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. Each and every week, I interview a fantastic online video creator, talk with them about their strategies, their techniques. What are they doing to grow their channel? How did they grow their channel from zero subscribers? How are they making money from their YouTube videos? And everything in between. Now, this show would not be possible without the fine folks over at TubeBuddy. Phil and the guys over there are doing some amazing work. TubeBuddy, if you don't know, is a free browser plugin that you can upgrade uh, to a paid browser plugin if you like the features and want the updated features, but it is a tool that I use on a daily, yes, I said it, daily basis to do keyword research, to do mass uploading, to do batch editing for my older videos, to upload directly to Facebook and other social sites, to monitor my keywords and social shares for all of my videos, and so much more. Again, the name of the company is TubeBuddy. I'll have the link in the show notes. You can just click on over, and if you use our link, you get a little you know, bonus there, as well as uh, knowing that you're helping the show out and the show to continue. We have a new sponsor this week, the guys over at Bluehost. If you're looking to start or build a website, I have some great tutorials on the site. I'll put them in the show notes as well. But Bluehost is actually offering half off uh, and a free domain name for a year's worth of website hosting. Not just a year, but for the lifetime that you keep your website, you will always get that special promo price that we're only offering here at the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. Only a very small percentage of the Bluehost affiliates are able to provide that price. So if you're looking to build a website, go ahead and check that link out and go ahead and save a ton of money in the long run. Now, this week, I just want to talk about one thing. I mentioned it in my other podcast, but I want to talk for a brief second about positivity. With YouTube, we have the ability as creators with the platform that is provided to us by YouTube, Facebook video, wherever we're uploading our content, to basically spread our message. With what's going on in today's world, and obviously we're going through the election season right now, there's a lot going on uh, in the world, a lot of bad things, a lot of sadness, uh, a lot of just things that are just not fun to look at, not very, they just don't make you smile. And I want to encourage you as creators that when you create content, try to stay away from the doom and gloom. And just people are coming to you a lot of times as an as a relief, uh, you know, to release some stress and just watch something funny or watch something informational to help them out. They don't need you to be, you know, all doom and gloom as well. So I do want to encourage you this week that if you are creating content for the masses, whether you're doing it for 10 views per video or 10 million views per video, it is important that you remember to keep 
positive. Stay positive, stay strong, and understand that people are going to take from your cues. So if you're negative, if you're doom and gloomy, they're going to be too. So try to stay upbeat, try to stay positive, and not only will that help them, the, the viewer, but it will also help you to continue to love what you do and to continue to enjoy the videos that you're creating because they're making you happy, they're making you smile. And what I really want to do, the end goal of this podcast, the end goal of all of my content that I do online is basically to make a difference. I just want to change people's lives. I want to help them spread their message because everybody's message matters. Not mine. I mean, not just mine, not just the other people that are on YouTube right now, but everyone. And I want to encourage you, if you're a little discouraged this week, continue uploading those videos. Continue doing what you're doing because you're doing a great job. Now, before we jump into the interview, speaking of my other content online, I want to briefly mention my other shows. One of them is called Podcasters Unplugged. If you're looking to start a podcast, basically it's like this show, but I interview podcast hosts and talk with them about their journey in podcasting. I have another one called the OBR Cast or the Online Business Realm Show, where I interview entrepreneurs and talk with them about how they're making money online and how you can too. And then we have one called TubeBuddy Express. That's a short eight to 10 minute uh podcast that goes out every single Friday, giving you one tip to help you improve your online video content, specifically on YouTube. So that is enough rambling for me for this little preamble here, the beginning of the show. Let's go ahead and jump into this week's conversation with Michael. Well, hello there, creative people. Welcome back to this week's conversation on the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. I am excited today to be joined by Michael Moore from Brain Candy TV. So after working for 10 years as a wedding photographer, Michael needed a new creative outlet and a way to pursue his passion for education. It soon came to his attention that it was possible to make money by producing educational videos for kids on YouTube. And at that very moment, he knew exactly what he wanted to do with his life. He was literally shaking with excitement at this revelation and was up until 2 or 3 in the morning frantically writing down ideas for his first YouTube channel. Two years later, this year, January 2016, after many more sleepless nights in front of the computer, he decided to become a full-time YouTuber, and he now has surpassed 64,000 subscribers, 48 million video views, and the future is looking extremely bright. Michael, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I'm so excited to talk with you about your YouTube channel, Bring Candy TV, the educational videos that you do. Uh, I know, as my audience knows, I have a, a soon-to-be two-year-old daughter, and any good content, free content like this that I can provide for her uh, on long trips and things like that are just is just exciting to me. So I'm going to slow down a minute, back up. If you would, tell our audience a little bit more about you, Michael, and a little bit more as to how you got started with YouTube. I will. Brain Candy TV is uh, kind of focuses on educational videos for kids, as you said. So, uh, so we cover like preschool topics, like ABCs, numbers, colors, and also kind of developing a little bit into uh, slightly more advanced topics like math and science. And uh, so, I kind of have the two main draws for the channel. One is uh, kind of high quality 3D animation. So, I like to kind of keep it fun with you know uh, like dump trucks and and and, and uh, monster trucks and fun vehicles like this and kind of use that to kind of teach about colors and shapes and, and things like that. And also I have my little dog Lizzie to kind of add a bit of cuteness factor and a little draw for kids that love uh, animals. Um, so my goal is to really kind of focus on education and uh, making learning fun for kids. And uh, so I hope to like kind of foster a love of learning from a young age. So as they grow up, they kind of, you just want to pursue their, their education 
and uh, and kind of go from there as a starting point. So, what was your history in filmmaking? As far as like, I know you were a wedding photographer, but how did you? As far as did did you learn to animate, or are you having someone else animate the videos for you? I know I do it all myself, the voiceover, the animation, all that stuff. Um, and actually, I went to college uh, way back in uh, two thousand uh, for multimedia design, so that kind of covered a lot of the basics, like you know the, your three D animation, editing, Photoshop, and all these things. Um, so kind of had a background in that, but then I kind of pursued wedding photography, uh, you know, after that. And now I'm kind of having to re- relearn uh, a lot of the stuff that I learned and because things are so different now with all the, the different uh, 3D animation programs. But uh, so that was kind of my background. And um, and then from there, uh, you kind of covered the story. But I could kind of get into how kind of I, I started into YouTube if uh, you want to talk about that. I would love that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So as you mentioned, I was a wedding photographer for, for, you know, for 10 years and, you know, the competition was getting so crazy and I was starting to kind of get burnt out from the stress and the kind of repetition. It was kind of losing my passion for it as it became more and more you know, like a job and tedious. So, um, so I actually ended up talking to a career counselor, uh, to kind of get me on the right path and kind of figure out, you know, what, what I really want to do, what's what I'm passionate about. And, um, so after those discussions, we kind of came to the conclusion that my ideal job, my dream job, would be to produce uh, educational videos. And uh, so at the time, I was kind of uh, working uh, with an educational charity, making videos for them, and I was just really enjoying that. And uh, so I kind of knew what I wanted, what, what I wanted to do, but I had no idea of how I'm going to make this into a career. Like uh, you know, I had no experience in the TV industry, and I couldn't exactly walk onto the set of Cosmos and say, "Hey, give me a job." So. Um, but then like a couple of weeks later, actually a, a friend of mine was talking to him and he's like, Hey, you should get into YouTube. Like uh, a buddy of mine, uh, makes educational videos for kids and he makes like five figures a month. And I was like, what? Like you can make money on YouTube. I had no idea. And especially not that kind of money. And, uh, so then, you know, this huge light bulb went off my head and it's just like this major epiphany. I'm like, this, this, this is what I need to do. This is where I need to go. Um, so yeah, I was just up all night. I was researching, like seeing what's out there and, you know, there's like a lot of like really simple stuff and like like basic animation. I'm like, man, I could make this like really cool 3D animation on my dog. And so I was like, just like I was so excited. And uh, so uh, so I, I started like researching how to build a YouTube channel. There's like so much good information out there on YouTube about that. And uh, they're taking like 3D animation tutorials to kind of do all the fancy stuff I wanted to do. And uh, I just love the the idea that you can, you know, you want to learn how to be big on YouTube and you go to YouTube to watch YouTube videos to watch to figure out how to get big on YouTube. Um, and then, yeah, so I worked uh, for a couple of years, just like night and day, kind of putting out content, learning how to, you know, build the channel. And, um, and now I'm doing it uh, full time. So. I love that. I love that story and your journey as far as, you know, you just you had that guy tell you that and you were like, wait a minute, I can do this. Now, as far as the kids content, what part of that as far as like, how does that come into play? Did you just, you know, when he told you that about starting on YouTube, was that just something that you had a passion for? I know, I know you and I talked pre show, you know, as far as your children, you don't have any, you have your four legged dog, which is like a child. I understand that I have one as well. Um, but how did you get into the, basically the kids education or entertainment industry when it comes to your YouTube channel? What made you go that route? Um, well, I, I think from what I saw online and, um, and the fact that I, like that I don't have kids actually kind of inspired me to do that because, you know, that's kind of one of the most exciting things I think 
would be as a, as a parent is to kind of educate them and see them develop and kind of teach them about the world and teach them, you know, how to be a better person. And um, so the the kids content really kind of drew me that way. And um, and just like just fostering that love of education so that as they get older, um, they, they want to, you know, pursue, you know, uh, education and like figuring out how things work. And uh, so that's kind of where I want to take my channel a little bit later is to kind of get into more of the uh, like the science and, and stuff like that um, to kind of develop their, their education even further. I love that. And I definitely will be uh, allowing my daughter Macy to be watching some of the stuff that you have out here. You've got some great content out there and I'm just excited for you. And I, I, I'm, I cannot wait to kind of see where you're going to go in the future with this. Now, let's talk about this becoming a business. You mentioned there in, in your bio when you sent it over to me that you're now a full-time YouTuber. Let's talk about the different ways that you're monetizing this content. Obviously, uh, I assume you're using the Google AdSense program, getting ad revenue like most creators are, especially at the size uh, of a channel that you are. But what other ways, you know, besides from the Google AdSense program, are you utilizing to go ahead and monetize this content? Yeah, that's one of the the big things that I'm trying to work on now is that I, I'm really kind of realizing that I I need to you know kind of diversify my revenue streams. So, um, so you AdSense is still like my primary source of income, um, but now I'm I'm starting to branch out. Um, actually, it's funny. I just this morning I just started listening to uh, my friend Tea Time with Taylor their podcast, and they kind of touched on this as well. Like some of the uh, you know, the Kidobi and all these different kids, uh, entertainment outlets, how they kind of distribute videos. Um, so I'm kind of looking into that. I just got onto Amazon video direct. Uh, so trying to build that up as well. And, um, yeah, that's something in over the next year that I'm really going to try and work on some more and just, you know, maybe developing some merchandise and, you know, other things like that to really kind of, you know, have all these different streams coming in. And it's a little more difficult, I find, as a kid's channel, because you don't have that kind of engagement that you do with, uh, you know, older audiences. Uh, so that's kind of a, a challenge for me and, and for other uh, kids developers. But it's uh, it's kind of exciting to kind of figure out how all these different uh, things come to, together to make this huge, you know, uh, possibilities. So. Right. I actually had Dallas, uh, Taylor's husband, on the show. He, their episode actually aired t this morning, today. So I chatted with him about the behind-the-scenes aspect of running the Tea Time with Taylor channel, and uh, they're doing some great stuff over there. So I thought it would be good to have some other kid creators on talking about the different types of content that they create. Now, I've noticed that on your channel, you do a really good job of branding your channel. It's very colorful, which makes sense, you know, being in the kid niche and genre and things like that. Uh, but what did you find to be some tips and tricks of the trade to help you grow your channel as far as like when you market your videos. I said you do a very good job of branding all of your videos. You have your uh, logo in the upper right corner of all of the thumbnails. Uh, very colorful. The thumbnails look great. They stand out. What, what did you find to be some of the tips and tricks of the trade to help grow your channel? Um, well, that was, that was a, a big part of it, really having those those really uh, you know colorful and, and consistent um, thumbnails. Uh, so that the kids, if they, they they're going through, you know, that's pretty much how they browse. I I I believe this, you know, just finding the the suggested views. Once they watch one, they watch another one that pops up. And if you can really stand out, you know, with a nice colorful border, colorful graphics, and make it look really fun, then you can get them to click. And um, especially for kids, it's so important to get those um, suggested views. But the the very ch uh, challenging thing is that you don't really have much control besides, you know, making the the thumbnails really. Uh, uh, interesting and of course you know building your watch time so that it gets suggested um so yeah so it's it's uh yeah that's a big part of it just getting those those thumbnails uh, looking good 
Awesome. Now, what is something, Michael, that you wish someone would have told you when you first started out on YouTube? Um, well, I think I, a lot of people have touched on this before, but I think it's, you know, it's just so important. It's just to really be dedicated to, to you know, producing your content. And if you really have a passion for it, you, you know, you just, you can't give up. Um, like those, if you look at my, 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 uh, you know, social, uh, blade you know, graphs there of, of the growth of the channel, like that first year, it practically looks like a flat line right at the bottom. Like there's nothing there, but you know, I, I just believed in it so much and I was so passionate about it and, I, and just wanted it so bad that, you know, I was, you know, you, you make sacrifices, you stay up late and you know, you got to keep going because, you know, there's so much competition. You really got to you know, get that consistent content out there so that YouTube recognizes, you know, this is, you know, consistent It's getting watch time and then they can start, you know, you know, doing your work for you by getting suggested views and, uh, and, you know, pushing it that way. Um, and I guess, uh, so like the one, the one, uh, piece of advice, uh, that somebody actually gave me early on, but I didn't believe them. And I wish they did was that it does take like a good couple of years. Um, you know, because I had all these ideas of the, oh, they're so cool, they're so amazing, they're just going to catch on like the first month and I'll be huge. And, and uh, of course, that's not the case and it's rarely the case. So, um, so I kind of wish I had to believe that, <laughs> that, that, that advice or had it, had it, uh, uh, you know, emphasized a bit more. But uh, it's something that you, you really have to kind of keep in the back of mind so you don't kind of give up, you don't lose hope and you, you know, just keep pushing through. Now, you mentioned suggested views and how important it is, especially for the space that you're in. What have you found to be uh, a ways of making sure that your content is showing up in suggested views, especially when people are watching your videos? I, I know that one thing that I tell people when it comes to showing up in suggested views, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, audience, it's the right-hand side. Whenever you're watching a video, YouTube always suggests other content that, that they think would you know be of interest to you um, in relation to what videos that you're currently watching. But I found that if you basically if you brand your videos all the same and the thumbnails look the same and uh, they're basically staying you know in that same theme of your brand that that really helps uh, in the click-through rate of the suggested videos so what have you found to be uh, ways to help make sure that the click-through rates of your videos are positive when it comes to the suggested videos yeah I think that's that's one of the biggest thing is is, is having those consistent uh, thumbnails um, you know I, I, I my channel does really good for uh, for search results. Like I have the, all the keywords, and I try to keep consistent keywords between all the videos. Um, so I think that's important to kind of help tie them together. Um, so you know, for me, I, I get a lot of suggested views from my own videos. That's where most of them come from. Um, so that's really important to kind of have those those meta tags and everything, and, and even in the titles have similar words, so that you know YouTube kind of ties those together as well. Um, but, you know, there's lots of different uh, tools to, you know, do, uh, you know, keyword uh, research. And so you got, you know, your, um, the YouTube, oh, I can't really think of the name now. Um, there's the keyword planner. And then there's another one that you can specify just uh, YouTube searches. And it, you know, can give you the the, the ranking of these keywords and the, the search volume and everything. So I use a lot of that to... Um, you know, see, you know, what good keywords, good strong keywords are to use and uh, then try to time them into my other videos and then also to other popular videos that are that are out there to kind of get those suggested views as well. But of course, I think the big thing is, is getting your watch time. And, you know, once YouTube sees, oh, this is getting good watch time, then it starts sending more, um, you know, suggested views your way as well. 
Now, Michael, are there any tools that you use on a weekly basis uh, with your YouTube channel that you just could not live without, whether it be software, hardware, internet resource, just different tools of the trade that you just couldn't see yourself living without? Uh, yeah, I use the uh, the Adobe uh, Suite, the uh, Creative CC Suite, and uh, one of my my real my favorite ch- uh, trips uh, <laughs> tricks that I learned uh, a little later on was um, like I've got a n- pretty nice microphone with a pop shield and stuff, but you know when I when I do my voiceovers, I get like really excited and you know I say a lot of puzz and buzz and you get that real popping sound still. Um, so I found this. Uh, there's a filter in uh, Adobe um, Audition. That it's called the FFT filter and has a preset called kill plosives. And you okay. run that through and it just gets rid of all those pops from the B's and P's. And it just before I was going in there manually, you know, selecting each little one and like, you know, dropping the volume. This took forever. Now I just one one thing takes two seconds and it's it saves me a lot of time. So if you're doing any kind of voice work, that's uh, really cleans it up and makes it sound a lot more professional. Yeah, I love stuff like that. You're you're extreme. You're so right about that. It's one of those things to where if you find a little something like that that can help you save so much time in the long run. Um, you know, with Adobe Audition, being able to add those external plugins that can help you with that kind of and all of the Adobe suite of software. I actually subscribe to the Creative Cloud. Uh, you know for, you know, 40 bucks a month and you get, you know, the whole suite of, of software, you know, Photoshop, you can do the thumbnails, audition, you can do the voiceovers. And obviously in your case, you can do the animation in like After Effects and, uh, you know, other different ways. Now on that, speaking of the animation that you're doing in your videos, if there's people out there who are wanting to do animation video, things like that, what are some pointers that you can give them as far as maybe not just the software that you use, but just as far as, uh, learning it and getting out there and putting yourself out there in that space? Uh, well, there's lots of great, uh, you know, educational resources for, uh, you know, specific uh, programs. Like I use uh, Cinema 4D. Um, so, like, you know, just even searching on YouTube, you know, a lot of times I want to do something very specific. You just type that in YouTube and you got, like, tons of tutorials. Uh, there's paid things. Like I used um, digitaltutors.com. Uh, they have a lot of great, uh, lot of great uh, tutorials. Um, Linda.com, Linda with a Y. Um, that's a great resource uh, for more tutorials. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, just, you know, getting your basics, uh, you know, you find a program that you you like. Um, and I, I think the, a big thing that I struggle with is is getting enough uh, videos out uh, at a, on a consistent basis. So I try to make them a little more complicated than they should. So I would probably recommend, you know, keep things simple, especially at the beginning. Um, but at the beginning, like I, it took me sometimes a month, almost two months for some videos. Cause I'm like learning as I go and it, it just took forever and I'm, I'm slowly trying to whittle that down. But then the more I learn, the more fun stuff I want to do. So it, it's, it's really easy for that to, to kind of get away from you. Um, so I think having like, you know, preset, like really simple ideas that, you know, you can kind of bang it really quickly, uh, would probably be a good idea that one that I, I should follow myself. Yeah, and I know you say on your channel, um, you know, you do a really good job of letting your audience know, prospective subscribers, you know, new videos every two weeks, um, and you've got some great branding there. But as, as when it comes to consistency and uploading those videos every two weeks, what have you found to be kind of the sweet spot, and how important have you found consistency to be as far as with the growth of your channel? Uh, consistency, I find, is, is very important. Um, and it's definitely, like I said, something I need to work on, but I find like I'm looking through my analytics and if I have, you know, a a video up every two weeks, like I get these huge spikes and, and, you know, just like great, great growth. And then if I, you know, have a a, a period where, you know, I get, 
distract with other things or, you know, I, I put, try to put a new type of video that's like completely different. Like I tried doing like a little uh, nursery rhyme video. It just, it didn't have the suggested views and it didn't, you know, draw in the views. And then, you know, I found things like started dropping. So I think it's really important to get that, if you, especially if you can get it down to like a week or two weeks, uh, you know, between videos. That's uh, that's a huge thing. And uh, so now that's kind of I was working with my uh, partner manager to, or channel manager to um, kind of come up with an, uh, you know, a concept that can help me with that. And uh, so, you know, it, it turned out that my, you know, a lot of my big views uh, were coming for my uh, my vehicle videos, like my monster trucks and dump trucks. So, you know, I, I came up with an idea to try and, you know, I'm doing a, a new ABC series that's like, you know, 26 parts all with like dump trucks and monster trucks so really focusing on on my strengths and uh, and then you know having shorter videos that can you know I can really kind of put out every couple of weeks and really it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, you know does with the channel so it's basically finding what's doing well on the channel and just doing more of it yeah and trying to you know keep it consistent in in you know in a, in a short time span to really you know kind of keep that content going yeah it's hard sometimes as far as like creating the content consistency um consistently because you know you do you get distracted when you're working from home it, whether it be stuff going on uh, at your home office or stuff going on personally or whatever it may be you feel like you have more flexibility and sometimes you just have to lock yourself in your studio and just get to work um and that's just some things that i found to be true when it comes to consistency and, and doing things with my channel. Now, what are some ways that you found, Michael, to make sure that you are consistent, to make sure that you are staying on task? Are there anything that you have tried to do to make yourself more focused on the task at hand? To be honest, that's something that I still struggle a lot with. Um, like you said, it's so easy to get distracted at home. You don't have people, you know, on your back kind of pushing you to, you know, stay on task. Um, you know, I find myself, you know, I'm looking at like analytics all the time, you know, and which is valuable, you know, you can really learn a lot from it, but, you know, just checking your numbers all the time to see how things going, it's just such a big time waster. Uh, so I'm trying to cut back on that and, um, you know, you know, getting distracted with Facebook, I try to, you know, keep that window closed. So like you're working away, then you get a notification, Oh, what's going on Facebook. And then you get stuck for 10, 15, half an hour. And uh, so, you know, trying to close down those social media things when you're working, um, I think it's kind of a, a useful tip, but um, yeah, it's 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 something that I'm really working on and trying to come up with more uh, more tips for that. Yeah, something that I'm trying to work on now is basically a content calendar um, where I sit down at the beginning of the month and basically try to nail down, you know, a couple of months in advance the, the content calendar. I've done a better job with my podcast. You know, I have a couple, two or three podcasts that I do each week, and I've done a, a better job with that type of content than the video content. Um, so balancing and juggling all of that and being able to write down on a specific day, okay, here's the video that I'm going to do on Monday, here's the video I'm going to be doing on Friday, and knowing the topic, doing the research, and having some something concrete there that I know, okay, I know I have content ready for that day. It's not done yet, but I know I can begin working on that. I was just going to say, yeah, that's something that I've been doing recently as well as having like a to-do list and just having it uh, prioritized so that, you know, I just have the one thing at the top and I just focus on that. Um, cause you know, there's just so many things you can be doing at, at one time. You got all these different ideas and maybe people want to do collaborations and, and, you know, all these different aspects of it. And just having that prioritized list with like, the one thing you're supposed to do like right now first have that there and you just focus on that because otherwise you know you, you just kind of go crazy thinking about all the things you should or could be doing at one uh, point in time 
That is so true, and I get distracted so easily. So for me, it's very easy for something to catch my attention, and I just go off down that rabbit hole. Uh, Michael, if you could give one piece of advice to someone starting on YouTube or wanting to grow their YouTube channel, what would that piece of advice be? Um, I think I mistakenly answered this <laughs> this question before when we were talking about uh, starting out, but it, it would be that you know being dedicated and in, in, in focused and not giving up. Um, you know, I, I, I've, I've, a lot of people I know, I've listened to a lot of the, the past episodes and a lot of people just say, you know, having passion and in, in, in being dedicated and really, you know, that's, that's the big thing. Just like you hear so many like artists, like singers and, and, you know, musicians and, you know, you hear their stories and like, they aren't instant successes. Like they, they don't just make it like, like very rarely, right? Like it's, they, they struggle. They just, they love their music. They love their, their, you know, the, what they're passionate about and they just keep going. Like, you know, you, you, you know, you, you make sacrifices and, you know, you, you, maybe you don't, you don't go, you know, spend as much time with friends and, you know, you, you just have, if you have that passion, you just got to go for it and just keep going. I think that's probably my, my biggest uh, piece of advice. Yeah, if it's something that you want to do, you will find time for it. And a lot of times people are asking me, well, why isn't my channel growing? And then I'll just click over to their channel and they haven't uploaded a video in two months. Um, and that's a pretty simple you know, answer to that question. You know, you're not putting in the time it takes to grow a successful channel. You know, a YouTube channel, growing a brand online, whether it be through video, audio, blogging, whatever you're going to do, if you're not committing yourself to actually doing the task at hand and putting aside the time to putting the work in, it's not going to happen overnight. This is not a get-rich-quick scheme. Um, you know, as you mentioned, you've spent two years doing this to get to the point that you are now. I've spent multiple years, three to five years, to get this to become my full-time job to where I can focus on this solely. Uh, and it's one of those things to where you've just got to put the time in and the effort in in order to get to the point to where you want to be. Now, as creators, Michael, we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. What are your strengths and weaknesses as a creator? And what do you do to... Uh, to make sure that your weaknesses don't get in the way of your content. Uh, well, I think I like to think my strengths are the the quality of the animation and you know just having these these really like fun trucks and having them you know jump through things and crash through things and make it fun and entertaining. Um, and like I said, like just like my focused you know passion for for what I'm doing just really kind of keeps me going. Even you know those that that first year when I was like you know making no money and and you know just like scared that maybe this isn't going to work, but I just keep pushing. Um, and you know, I think it's something that not a lot of people can do. Like the 3d animation is, is, you know, it's, it's takes a lot of time to, to learn how to do. Uh, so it kind of makes me, my channel stand out a little bit. Um, and having that background in, in multimedia design really helps as well. Um, and, and I have done a lot, a lot, a lot of research on, on how to build a channel on YouTube. And a lot, of, unfortunately, a lot of the tips don't really work for the engagement side of thing because like a lot of my viewers are two years old. They don't even know how to type yet. Um, but, uh, but, you know, there's just so many podcasts like, you know, like your podcast, like, uh, you know, video, uh, creators, like all these different uh, YouTube channels. There's so much good information about the, uh, that sort of stuff. Um, weaknesses, like I, I mentioned, the time management is, is a big thing for me to really try to not get distracted and overwhelmed by all the different things that, you know, that you have going on at once. Um, and the, the upload consistency is, is one of my big ones where, you know, just have like, I'm learning how to do a new type of animation or something and I, and I, it takes way longer than I expect. And then I have that big gap there that really hurts your channel. Um, so trying to work, work around that is, is, is really important. Um, and often I, I get really picky about little details, 
Um, like especially with my my you know preschool audience, they're not going to care if there's like one little texture that's a little bit off or shadow in the wrong you know place or something. Um, so I, like if I can kind of cut out a lot of that stuff where I'm just like spending hours and hours tweaking little tiny things uh, it, to to get the content out, that uh, that could be uh, helpful, I think. But right as as creators though, Michael, we're we're perfectionists, right at heart. I mean, we, even even if it's the littlest details, I'll go back and watch some of my older videos, even in the past couple of months, and I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I even leave that in there? You know, is it a, is it a because I was lazy or why? You know, because you know, in my mind, it's these these little things that no one would ever notice, but that's what makes you stand out from the rest. Yeah, and it's and it's hard too because you know I keep thinking that you know a lot of the stuff I do is evergreen content, so I'm thinking like like this could be online for years and years and millions of people can see it. So I'm like I, I can't stand to have like a one little thing wrong with it, but uh, I don't know. It's it might help me if I can kind of let a little bit of that go. I, I don't know, but or, or try to make things like a little simpler or something. But it's a challenge sometimes. Well. Michael, you have been such a great guest here on the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. I've had so much fun talking with you about your channel, and it is on the rise. Um, I used uh, some of TubeBuddy's tools before I got on the show with you and saw basically the trajectory of your channel and the views that you're getting, and you're doing an amazing job. Uh, and I cannot wait to see where you're going to go in the future. And if you would, let our audience know where they can find you online. Uh, yeah, you can find me at youtube.com slash television or any of the social medias at uh, slash brain candy TV, uh, like fa uh, Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. And I'd love to have uh, some more people check out the channel and share it with their, their friends with kids. And, uh, I hope your daughter enjoys the, the videos as well. Absolutely. I will be having her watch a few of those this afternoon when she gets uh, home from the sitter and we're hanging out and she wants something to watch. So, Michael, thank you so much again for coming on the show, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show, as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.